The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. The Kakadu Plum is an Australian native superfood containing 100 times more vitamin C than oranges. So why have you never heard of it? PR. No one's drinking a Kakadu smoothie? I'm JB Smooth, and that was a full episode of my new podcast, Straightforward. Inspired by guaranteed straightforward pricing from AT&T Fiber. Get what you want without the complicated. AT&T Fiber, live like a gagillionaire. Available wherever you get your podcast. Limited availability in select areas. Visit at slash hypergig for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, y'all. We're rerunning two episodes today. Enjoy the show. Hi, I'm Eves, and welcome to This Day in History class a show that uncovers a little bit more about history every day. The day was May 8th, 1945. France was celebrating VE Day, or Victory in Europe Day, the day that the World War II allies formally accepted Nazi Germany's surrender. At the time, Algeria was a part of France and was known as French Algeria. During the war, many Algerians served with the French army, but unrest had been brewing in Algeria for months. The French responded to anti-French and anti-colonial sentiment with political, economic, and cultural pressures. This tension culminated on May 8, 1945, with an independence march in Saitif that turned into a massacre of Algerian people by the French army. At the time, the massacre was described as troubles in North Constantine, but thousands of Algerian people were killed during the weeks-long period that the violence persisted. Before World War II, nationalists had begun organizing around Mesali Hajj and Ferhat Abbas. Hajj was an Algerian nationalist who founded the Algerian People's Party, or PPA, a nationalist organization. And Abbas created a manifesto that called for Muslims' equal rights in Algeria, as well as an Algerian constitution and autonomous state federated with France. Abbas organized the Friends of the Manifesto and of Liberty, or AML, in the 1940s to publicize the manifesto. 
Dissatisfaction with the colonial regime, nationalism, and a desire for independence grew in Algeria. At the beginning of the Second World War, the Germans occupied Algeria for a short time, but Algerians fought in the war on the French side, anticipating independence when the war was over. But as the French Fourth Republic was gearing up, members of the band PPA and the closely monitored AML planned anti-colonial demonstrations. In the weeks leading up to the massacre, protests with thousands of people had taken place in cities around Algeria, like Mustaganum. On May 8, 1945, somewhere around 4,000 or 5,000 protesters marched in Saitif, a town in northern Algeria, to demand independence from the French administration. But around 9.15 in the morning, the demonstration in Saitif turned into a riot when the police tried to seize the Algerian flags, which were banned at the time, and nationalist signs that the protesters were holding. It's not clear who fired the first shot, but demonstrators and police were killed. Algerian Muslims killed French civilians. French commander General Duval ordered troops to fire on the crowds, which were mostly unarmed. Saul Bouzid, a boy who carried the Algerian flag, was among the first people to be shot and killed, and he became a martyr in the movement. Violence spread to surrounding areas. That afternoon in Gelma, a nearby town, people from the PPA carried out a peaceful demonstration waving the Algerian flag. One demonstrator was killed, and no French people died that day. But violence escalated. Twelve PA Noirs, or Europeans who lived in Algeria during French rule, were killed over the next couple of days in Gelma. European civilians and authorities killed up to 2,000 Algerians in the area around Gelma in the weeks after May 8th. The Air Force dropped bombs over Saitif, Gelma, and nearby villages. Martial law was declared in Saitif. Algerian Muslims were forbidden to leave their houses without an armband indicating that they were going to work, and those without armbands were killed. The Foreign Legion and Senegalese soldiers pillaged, burned down houses, and raped people. The French army carried out summary executions of Algerian Muslims in rural areas and lynched people suspected of participating in the riots. The massacres continued throughout May and until late June. The exact number of people killed in the massacre is unknown. The number the French gave shortly after the massacre was 1,020 Algerian deaths, while Radio Cairo claimed 45,000 people were killed. Others have estimated that the real death toll is anywhere between 6,000 and 20,000 people. 102 French colones or colonists were killed in attacks following the riots, but the official death toll of Algerians remains contentious. Nine years after the massacre, on November 1, 1954, the Algerian War of Independence began when the Algerian National Liberation Front launched armed revolts throughout the country and called for a sovereign Algerian state. By 1962, Algeria had achieved independence from France. May 8th is now an official day of mourning in Algeria. In February of 2005, France's ambassador to Algeria formally apologized for the massacre, saying that it was a, quote, inexcusable tragedy. I'm Eve Stefcoat, and hopefully you know a little more about history today than you did yesterday. If you feel like correcting my pronunciation or my accent on anything that I've said in the show, feel free to leave a very kind comment on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook 
at T-D-I-H-C podcast. Thanks for joining me on this trip through time. See you here in the exact same spot tomorrow. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, We've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Hello, everyone. I'm Eves, and welcome to This Day in History class, a podcast where the past becomes the present. The day was May 8, 1963. South Vietnamese soldiers and security forces fired into a crowd of unarmed Buddhist protesters in Hue, South Vietnam. The shootings marked the beginning of the Buddhist crisis, a period of tension and protest in South Vietnam incited by the South Vietnamese government's repressive treatment of Buddhists. In 1954, Vietnam was divided into the Democratic Republic of Vietnam in the north and the state of Vietnam in the south. The next year, Go Dinh Diem declared South Vietnam a republic and became president by means of a fraudulent election. Anti-communist countries like the U.S. backed South Vietnam. Diem became increasingly dictatorial, and his regime was corrupt and nepotistic. He and his brother formed the Khan Lao Party, a political party that helped Diem secure power in South Vietnam. His regime threatened, deported, tortured, imprisoned, and executed thousands of suspected communists and people they deemed opponents of Diem. Diem was Catholic, and government officials, business owners, landholders, and high-ranking military officers were largely Catholic as well. 
Catholics were a minority in South Vietnam, as Buddhists made up somewhere around 80% of the population. But the regime gave preferential treatment to Catholics. Some historians and journalists have maintained that this picture of Ziem is inaccurate and that there was no evidence he ever persecuted Buddhists. They have portrayed him as a leader who was committed to modernization and helped preserve Vietnamese Buddhist heritage. Ziem had issued a decree in the 1950s banning the display of religious flags without government permission, but it was rarely enforced. On May 7, 1963, a deputy province chief in the city of Hue decided to invoke the law, even though Buddhist and Catholic flags had been allowed to remain flying for years in practice. Many Buddhist flags were on display in Hue, but authorities took them down. The next day was Phut Don, a holiday commemorating the birth, enlightenment, and death of the Buddha. That day, Buddhists marched and gathered at the Tu Dom Pagoda to protest the ban and call for religious equality. A monk named Tik Tri Kwong was a leader in the demonstration, but as the crowd grew throughout the day, tensions escalated, and armored cars, civil guardsmen, and security officials showed up. Military forces began shooting and throwing grenades into the crowd. Around nine people were killed. Ziem blamed the National Liberation Front, a political organization that fought against the South Vietnamese government. He said that authorities had taken the proper actions to disperse the crowd. But Buddhists continued to protest the incident and their mistreatment. Tik Tri Quang presented a list of demands that included allowing Buddhists to fly their flag, permitting legal equality between Catholics and Buddhists, and punishing the people responsible for the killings. But Ziem rejected these demands. Buddhists continued to protest by distributing pamphlets and organizing hunger strikes. Eventually, Ziem agreed to dismiss some of the perpetrators and compensate the victims' families with the equivalent of about 7,000 U.S. dollars. Still, he denied the government's responsibility for the killings. The whole ordeal developed into what became known as the Buddhist crisis. The period was characterized by violence, protests, and growing opposition to the Ziem regime. In June, South Vietnamese troops poured chemicals onto the heads of praying Buddhists. That same month, a monk named Tik Quang Duc self-immolated in protest of Ziem's policies. In August, Ziem proclaimed martial law, shortly before launching coordinated raids on Buddhist pagodas. The Buddhist crisis continued until November, when Ziem was deposed by a group of officers in the Army of the Republic of Vietnam. He was arrested and assassinated. Still, tension between Catholics and Buddhists persisted, and Buddhists remained involved in politics and social movements as unrest and war continued to affect Vietnamese society. I'm Eve Jeffcoat, and hopefully you know a little more about history today than you did yesterday. And if you'd like to send us any suggestions or comments, you can send us an email. We're at thisday at iheartmedia.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. We're at T-D-I-H-C Podcast. Thanks again for listening to the show, and we'll see you tomorrow.
For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeartRadio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch, so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. Com slash compatibility.